Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Donnie, football with you for another hour or so. Transitioning into some pit talk right now. Pit football with... A game tomorrow night, 7 o'clock against Boston College. We will have that for you right here on 93.7 The Fan. Our coverage begins with Pitt game day at 4. Paul Zeiss, Bob Pompiani, Doran Dickerson. Then the Pitt Football Radio Network pregame takes over at 5, kickoff at 7. So you can listen to that right here on The Fan and on your Odyssey app. Pit Hoops in action on Friday night. 7 o'clock tip against Jacksonville. We will have that for you on the fan and on the Odyssey app. With that being said, we go out to Pit Insider from DK Pittsburgh Sports, Corey Crisson. He joins us here on 93.7 The Fan. Corey, will Pitt win tomorrow night against Boston College? I think so. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell at this point of the season, just given all of what's gone on with this Panthers program this year. Um, Boston College has not been a, a spring chicken either this year. They've been a, a pretty decent team. I think it'll be a good, close game tomorrow night at uh, Agriculture Stadium. Thanks for having me, Donnie. Appreciate you. Absolutely, buddy. Haven't talked to you in a while. Wanted to get you on here. Uh do you think Phil Dracovic will be worked into the game plan in any way? It is Boston College, a little bit of a revenge game for him. We know he moved to tight end. Do you think we see any wrinkle there? It's also senior night. Do you think we see anything from him? I mean, he might get a target. I, at this point, it's been a few weeks since that move has officially, unofficially you know, gone under the wire, right? Where, where Phil Dracovic has gone out of the quarterback room to move to the tight end room. Now, like, in the Notre Dame game, it was loosely speculated that maybe there'd be a play or, or a package or something for Phil. Because, again, that's that's another school that he transferred from uh, Notre Dame once upon a time. But with Boston College, like, I suppose you could get him out for a route or, or a couple routes or a series or whatever it might have to be. But at this point, like, even Carter Johnson didn't make the trip last week, the, the backup tight end, and Phil still wasn't utilized. So it's hard to say right now, and I'll give it the circumstance, it's a maybe, but I'm not 
going into tomorrow night expecting much, if any, work for Phil. Corey, what did you expect coming into this season versus what has happened this season? I didn't expect this. Uh, I didn't think they would. I didn't think they would improve off of the mark from last year. Where they go eight and four in the regular season, they win the Sun Bowl, they finish with an AP ranking. I didn't think they were going to achieve that, and I was more skeptical on Phil coming in as a quarterback than I would say most were. And I think we had this discussion even in December when, when he transferred in. Like, between Keaton Slovis, Phil Dracovic, I didn't see much of a difference. I think losing six NFL pieces, now I know, you know, Kalijah Cansey, Servassier Dennis, um, Eric Hallett, Brandon Hill were the four that were drafted. There were a couple of practice squad, you know, rookie minicamp guys. But you lose six NFL guys, essentially, on the defense – you lose your, your middle linebacker signal caller. You lose the ACC defensive player of the year. I, I tempered my expectations for Pitt this year. Now, I didn't think that, you know, entering week 12, they would have two wins. And I didn't think that um, they would have lost bowl eligibility by the time they hit Yankee Stadium, you know, at the beginning of November. So kind of with that said, like, I, it, this Pitt team is definitely underachieving. I don't want to mince words about that. This pit team is not performing as well as it should have been. But I also didn't think that there were going to be many, if any, improvements made on what they did last year, you know, finishing with an AP ranking again and, and getting to a really respectable bowl game and beating a top 25 in that setting. Like I, I didn't think that was going to be in the cards for them this year. And a lot of that has to do with the losses. And, and again, just my overall, like, tempering of Phil Dracovic entering this year. Do you think Christian Veyer is the guy going forward, or will the Panthers venture into the portal for a new QB before next season? I, I think he can be. You, you have to look at the Louisville game, right? The, the upset of Louisville, which to me it's kind of wild that that's the only loss Louisville has taken this year. Like To think that Pitt could separate the Cardinals potentially from a, a college fo- football playoff berth is, is wild to me. But, like, you have to look at that Louisville performance. Now, granted, he didn't, you know, attempt 50 passes in that game. He didn't go gunslinger on everybody. But he played well enough, and he made good plays. But then, Donnie, you see the the stuff, the immaturity, the, the stuff that he needs to work on. For me, in the Syracuse game, as an example, yeah, he turned the ball over three times. But the interception was a case where he just stared down Kenny Johnson the entire time and a freshman defensive back didn't have to make much of a play on it to, to intercept that ball and run it back for a pick six. I think Bayer has shown some signs that he could be the guy moving forward. The concern that I have is that Pat Narduzzi may or may not commit to the guy. And, and that's not inside or anything. That's just reading the tea leaves of in a couple of games that Christian Bayer has gotten to start. Keep in mind, this is a redshirt sophomore. He's been pulled for Nate Yarnell. You would think that, again, conventional wisdom, you would think that if Pat Narduzzi wants to give Christian Bayer a look and find out that he's the guy going forward into 2024, wouldn't you want to get him as much in-game experience as you possibly wanted to? So, look, this, this staff, too, you can foresee changes. You have to foresee changes to this offensive staff in the offseason. It's the worst offense in the ACC by scoring. It's the worst by total yards, you have to think that 
potentially Frank Signetti, at minimum a couple of position co- like or minimum a couple of position coaches. Some people have to be moved around, and whether that brings uncertainty for the quarterback position or not, to be determined. But I need to see Christian Bayer play all four quarters, all 60 minutes of these final two games to give me at least an indication that this program is going to commit to the guy as well. Uh, UNLV football having a great season, putting up uh, well over 30 points per game. Uh, their offensive coordinator, uh, as the running Rebels are 8-2, uh, he's up for the award that they give to the best assistant coach in all of college football. Uh, I, I think you know who I mean when I say that, Brendan Marion. Uh, did the Panthers make a mistake letting this guy walk? I mean, in hindsight, it might be easy to say that, but I think Tyquan Underwood has done a, a pretty decent job with his wide receivers. Uh, I think that when you look at what the Panthers have as far as talent at wide receiver, like Bob Means wasn't able to stick at a couple of schools. Kanate Mumfield transferred in from Akron. Like I, I think Kenny Johnson – is a really good player, and I think you see him come along as the seasons progress. And there's a couple of really good freshmen that Underwood was able to pull in, and, and Zion Fowler and Izzy Polk that, that that building is really high on. And Pitt was a finalist for Hakeem Williams, a, a really good four-star receiver who ended up going to Florida State. Now, I don't think he made much of an impact, if any, in the game against Pitt this year, but like that, he's getting Pitt's offense in the wide receivers room and like some of these skill position players at least on the radar when it comes to Pitt. so in hindsight you could say well this is one of the best assistant coaches in the country of course Pitt made a mistake but like in hindsight what did you have to look at the body work Brendan Marion did here at Pitt I know he had success here and he parlayed that obviously into another role into a pretty significant role at that so you could go either way of the fence on it. I, I don't think there's going to be any second regrets just from the standpoint of the, the talent that Tyquan Underwood has helped uh, kind of bring into pit, you know, the, in the post Marion era. Do you think that they have allowed him to like cook with that unit though? Like the, like the way that the offense worked at least early in the season, uh, it certainly wasn't a pass happy attack. And I know that that's not how, Pat Narduzzi wanted to do things. That's kind of why we saw the movement from Whipple and Marion and company. I think putting Bayer in a quarterback helped a lot of that. Like, you could see it that Jerkovic and, and Bug Means didn't have chemistry. Uh, there was a game where Means was targeted 11 times and didn't have a catch. That's unheard of, almost. It's almost hard to, to do that, to, to go 0 for 11 targeting a wide receiver. Like, it's clear that Bayer has more chemistry with Bub Means, and it's clear that Bayer has more chemistry with Kanate Mumfield. I think the quarterback change had a lot to do with it, and there were just different things that Bayer could do that Jacobic, quite frankly, failed to do. So I think a little bit of that success that you've seen, at least as of late individually, has come along with the quarterback change. But there's still some deficiencies in this passing game. Yes. They are still growing. Yes, it still tries to be a run-first offense for, for the success or the failure that comes with it. But, again, this wide receiver room just it, – it, it's very average to me at best, Donnie. I don't know what other adjective I could put on it. Like, I think there's good moments that they have as, as collectives. And, again, I think Kenny Johnson's a really good player. 
but as a as as a whole, as a whole body of work from what we've seen, Dracovic era, Vair era, I, I just see a lot of average with the wide receivers core, and and I think a lot of that has to come with so much uncertainty at quarterback, and then you're still in a run-heavy offense that's not exactly benefiting those guys. Corey Christen, Pitt Insider from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Corey, uh, jumping over to basketball, Pitt Hoops gave us a very memorable 22-23 season. Uh, the, the best season that they had, uh, certainly in the Jeff Capel era, and really since they uh, parted ways with Jamie Dixon. Should we be expecting that again, or is it unfair to have those expectations of another NCAA tournament appearance? I think you want to let the expectation grow into that. Maybe it's just me. I don't like to be pessimistic about happy things. I just don't. But also, it's true that a brand-new overhauled guards room, a brand-new backcourt, when you look at Bub Carrington and Ish Leggett, yeah, there's going to be some time for them to gel. And look, so far, so good, right? Carrington, probably the best debut of any freshman in Pitt history with that triple-double against NCA&T. I think Leggett looked really nice in facilitating the ball, almost like a Jamarius Burton. I'm not going to go far to say that's a 1-1 comparison. But I think that when you have to get into ACC play, and obviously that starts with a one-off against Clemson before you get – really into the schedule around Christmas. Like, I think you need to see what Pitt's going to do against some serious competition in order to build that confidence level and that excitement level and that anticipation level up. Like, it had to happen last year. Obviously, the expectations were low because a lot of transfers coming in, Capel really hadn't won before, and then they start to rattle off some wins. They beat North Carolina twice. They beat Virginia. They beat Miami once. Like, they stacked together some really impressive wins. And even in some of the losses they had, they looked impressive. Like, I think it's too early to tell right now, just based on who they played, just based on there's still some stuff to figure out. And everything changes once you get into ACC play. So far, so good, though. Like, Bob Carrington, when you watch him play, triple-double stats aside, he's long, he has good vision, he's not afraid to pass it. Ish Leggett can shoot it from in and out. We know Blake Kinson's range. You know, I think that a really nice piece to this to this team, and I think one of the most underrated transfers in the country, is Zach Austin. His defense, his athleticism is so good and so crucial. It's almost like a Nike Sabandi in a way. Like, Capel lost four really good senior guards, but he replaced them with a really good freshman in Carrington, a good transfer in Leggett and a good transfer in Austin, and there's still pieces to go around them. So based on that merit, you can build the excitement for Pitt, but you have to let it – you have to kind of let the proof rest in the pudding once the ACC play comes around in December. Do you think their lineup this year and their main bench pieces could be better than what they got last season? I think it's possible, and I think a lot of that has to do with the play of the freshman up front with, with Carrington – and then Jalen Lowe coming off the bench. Like, part of that uncertainty coming into this season was, how good are these freshmen really? And when Dior Johnson left, you know, left the school, that kind of put a hole into things. Like, oh, now what does Pitt do? But Carrington's been excellent. Like, for my money, Carrington's been their best player so far. And I think there's still room for Blake Hinson to heat up. 
I think there's room for Federico to heat up, who didn't have the hit, you know, his best game um, on Monday. Like, I think there's room for these pieces that were big parts of getting to the NCAA tournament last year to grow into. I think both of the twins have played exceptionally well so far, and Guillermo and Jorge Diaz Graham. And I don't think right now Pitt has a six man like. One game, Jalen Lowe letting them scoring, and then Guillermo did it one game, and then Jorge did it one game. Like, there's more of a collection here than just, you know, you know you're going to get so many minutes from Nike Sabandi, and he's going to, you know, take over for Greg Elliott at some point, and you have that instant offense. The growth of the Twins is a big part of this, this whole thing this year. And I think that those pieces, to go along with the new guys that are kind of ushered in, it's almost this nice little gelling, so to speak, and almost a role reversal where you had these really good guards last year that had a lot of experience, but, but some inexperienced forwards with Federico and the Twins. And now you have it kind of flipped where the forwards have the experience and the guards, so to speak, are inexperienced as far as at least postseason play goes. And I think it's a really good just like bond and like a good chemistry thing that they have going. And it's no secret that Capel – and his ability and what he showed last year is the guy driving this whole thing. Speaking of the Diaz-Graham twins, uh, one of my concerns with them uh, going into, or I guess coming into this season, was just that they would bulk up a little bit more. Did they put on some weight? It looks like there's a little bit more meat there. Yeah, both of them have put on more than 20 pounds this offseason. Um, both of them had a chance to go play overseas, and they chose to stay in Oakland. You know, they worked on their diet, they bulked up, they hit the weight room. And they both, I mean, when you see them closer in person, I guess, like they look bigger. They look like they bulked up. They look like they have a little more meat on the bones, so to speak. So, yeah, like that was a big thing. You, you saw a couple of twigs out there in the NCAA tournament, you know, you know against, uh, against Jack Nungy of Xavier. And, like, now you have a couple of guys that, like, I think Jorge even said, like, he feels a little slower, but he feels like he can actually move bodies around now. You didn't really have that with them last year. They were these finesse, stretched fours, essentially. But now you have them growing into more about getting into the post, move bodies around, clear space. I think you're going to see a lot more of that from them this year because they bulked up. Is there any concern that Bub Carrington is a one-and-done? Do you think he could be that good in this season that, like allows him to possibly go to the league or go elsewhere. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I wouldn't even say it's about the production. I would say it's about the build. Like for a prospect that's that's that was born in 2005. I'll let that one marinate for you there, yeah, Johnny. That makes me yeah. feel nice and nice and spry and young. Oh, uh, dude, he was sitting four feet in front of me when he said that, and I'm like, oh, ten, makes- ten years younger than me. He, yeah, I was born in '92, so what, thirteen? Oh my goodness. Anyway. Um, but, like, you watch him play, just watch him play. He's got length, good vision. He can shoot from three. He can drive if he needs to. He has the awareness to kick out. He has a lot of really good, desirable traits for a freshman guard in the ACC. Now, like I said with the rest of this team, ACC play is going to be so telling, especially early. And, and once the calendar flips into January, there's some really tough matchups, as it usually is in the ACC, but especially early. And I think that, like, one sprinkled in game against Clemson is going to be really important for this Pitt team, you know, in, in the middle of that non-conference play, so to speak. But, like, Carrington as an individual, I think that if he can continue to produce as he is right now and he can post somewhere in the ballpark of, like, 15 to 17 points and then add in about five rebounds and add in about five assists, that's something to consider. Now, it depends on the draft class. It depends on, you know, does he get an agent? And is that agent talking to him? And does he say, hey, here's what we think? And I think a factor in this that could play in is what Blake Hinson did over this offseason, where Blake Hinson had the option to declare for the NBA draft. He, you know, so to speak, did so. And the NBA works a little bit different than NFL, say. Mm-hmm. You can declare for the draft. You can go in with an agent, and then you can test out and then essentially withdraw your name by a certain deadline. So Blake Hinson did that last offseason and decided to come back to Pitt after going through that process. I think Carrington would be wise to at least go through that process. However, it depends on the advice and the scouting and all of the stuff that comes along with doing those tests to determine that. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility and I'm really glad that we can have the conversation about can he, because he really is a special player. And if he's here for two, three years, I mean, this is a guy you build a program around. What's the ceiling for these guys in terms of wins? The ACC so tough, as it always is, right? Like, for me, Duke, North Carolina, I would say Virginia. I would say probably Clemson. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, Miami for sure. So there's at least five, right, that I think are clear-cut better than Pitt this year, as far as just paper goes. 
Like, I'm high on Wake Forest. I like Appleby. Um, I like Hildreth. I like their coach, Steve Forbes. Um, I think there's some really good teams. The ACC, Syracuse, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my alma mater. Uh, off to a good start with Adrian Autry. Who knows what their ceiling is with the new coach. Um, I think there's at least five teams that are definitively better than Pitt right now in the ACC. And then maybe you could look at NC State, depending on them and, and how they progress. So for me, I think a ceiling for them is somewhere in like the six or seven seed range in the ACC tournament, which, you know, obviously coming off of last year where they were in contention for first place at the end of the year, at the very last game of the regular season, like you might think that's a disappointment, but I actually think that's pretty decent positioning, you know, as far as the ECC tournament's concerned. I mean, to me, like it's Duke or Miami and then figure it out from there as far as the ACC goes. But I think this team has a chance to contend to get back into the NCAA tournament. I wouldn't have said that before the season started, but given how hot they've started and seeing some of that work from the new pieces, it gives me a little more confidence that their likelihood of making an NCAA tournament would go up. I would think that they would at least be in some kind of position, you know, come February where maybe a key stretch or a couple key games or two is the thing that separates them. And that's kind of how it came down to last year as well. Corey Crisson, Pitt Insider from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Corey, thanks for taking the time, buddy. As always, Donnie. Anytime. There you have it, Corey Crisson, giving the skinny on Pitt Boston College tomorrow night. Some of the things that have gone right and wrong for Pitt football this season and some expectations on Pitt hoops as the Panthers are 3-0 and on the hardwood to start this season. I would love to see another season like last year a run for the Panthers to which they made a run not only in the ACC but even won a couple of games in the big dance coming up gonna get into a little bit of hockey talk around 10 before we finish things out Pitt Boston College tomorrow night we'll have some conversations there 412 928 9370. Also, something I just watched on one of the TVs in here that I want to get Sean's take on as well. I know he'll have more of an expert take than me. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Peters Township. Visit them online at SouthHillsJeep.com. College football season. Pit fans, come right here to listen to every game by listening live on the Odyssey app to get started. Download the Odyssey app and follow 93.7 The Fan. It's Donnie Football with you here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.